the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. What's going on, everyone? Taylor Callis here for CLNS Media. Week one, it's on the horizon. We are so, so close. I'm excited, I know you're excited, and I figured I need to start this year off with someone who's got some fantastic insights into the Philadelphia Eagles. Couldn't think of anyone better than former editor at Bleeding Green Nation, softball lover, I read the bio on Bleeding Green Nation, and I know that was up there. I respect that. And staff writer for The Ringer, Ben Solak. Ben, how are you doing, brother? I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's a well-researched bio. I appreciate it. Had to do the research, man. I'm maybe new on the beat. I'm learning every day. Um, all right, so there's a lot of change for the Eagles this year. Lost both their coordinators. That's going to happen when you make a Super Bowl run. Start off with offense, though. How do you see Philadelphia's offensive scheme changing as they've gone from Shane Steichen to now Brian Johnson. Do you think we're going to see any significant changes or is this kind of one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of situations? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Eagles scheme wise. It's not like they were, uh, they were like running crazy stuff, right? It's not like it was um, any sort of like particular family or trade where, okay, we've been running this, this way for 20 years, like Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, these guys were West coast coaches, you know, they, it, was, it was NFL heads. And then they got, handed a quarterback in Jalen Hurts and, and, and said, all right, if we're going to maximize this guy, we have to run some different stuff. So they they incorporated some of the background that you get from Brian Johnson, who was a college coach previously, was with Dan Mullen, right? Dak Prescott and Anthony Richardson, right? Mm -hmm. Mobile quarterbacks, run option stuff, run spread stuff. But they also did a lot of just borrowing from other college offenses, borrow from the Alabama offense that Hurts ran, the Oklahoma offense that Hurts ran. So it's not like Steichen had a particular scheme. And that was always his. And now he goes to Indianapolis and he takes that with him and the Eagles have to reimagine stuff. The, Sirianni, Brian Johnson were part of a process where they came up with how they want to run this offense around Hertz and they're still there and they're going to continue to go through that process. So you're still going to see design quarterback run. You're going to see boot and 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 roll out and flood and verticals with AJ Brown. Like the Eagles did not run complex stuff, man. I mean, they ran yeah. a very, very simple offense last season and they just believed that their 11 were better than your 11 and they were right most of the time. Uh, and thing. so they're going to, they're going to keep that pretty much the same way moving forward. And you don't want to take anything away from Jalen Hurts because he put the ball where he needed to. He was making the right decisions, did a fantastic job in his own right. But you mentioned AJ Brown. It really helps when you got Brown on one side of the field, often Devonte Smith on the same side of the field. How do you think the Patriots are going to go about stopping this dynamic duo? Because I'll tell you, it's been driving me crazy all week trying to figure out, are they going to go zone? Or are they just going to keep it basic and play man? How do you project that going for Belichick's defense? Yeah. How how good is Christian Gonzalez? We'll find out real quick. We'll find out. <laughs> week one, baby. Uh, if you go zone, you're screwed. Uh, the mm -hmm. Eagles have too many weapons. Uh, they have really good underneath options, right? Uh, using Devontae Smith underneath, the Dallas Goddard certainly, who they use a ton underneath, and is a really good yak threat against zone. Uh, they'll probably not throw to the backs that much on the league scale, but they'll do it a little bit more this season than they did last season. Uh, and and uh, Hertz is, is really much more willing to throw in the middle of zones and, 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 and try to layer throws than he was in seasons past. So if you try to play zone, you're in trouble. Hey, if you try to play man, you're in trouble. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are pretty good. Like this, this is the nature of, of, of having this, this skill position group that they do is there was no one real, okay, let's do the X, Y, and Z on defense. And we can really slow this team down. Like, um, you know, you had some teams find a lot of success by blitzing the Eagles a lot. Like the Cardinals defense was pretty good against them last year. You had a, a Colts defense that was pretty good against them last year. because so they had a really good defensive front and they could stop the run with light boxes. But a lot of that was just those defenses playing into their strengths really, really well. 
and being able to, 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 to hold water to match up, right? There's not really like a schematic button that you can push against like an offense that's this kind of like varied, has this many ways to get at you. Uh, and so with, with, with Brown and with, with Smith, I think you walk out and you, you say, okay, we'll put Jonathan Jones on Brown. We put Christian Gonzalez on Smith and we see if we can live with that. Uh, and if they start killing us with it, we'll try to protect them in different ways and hide them in different ways and get safeties involved in different ways. But mm-hmm. you have to fundamentally start by trying to line up and play. Uh, and then if you have to drop the zone and, 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 and try to, you know, they're, they're killing you deep. So you try to, you know, put, put a blanket on top of everything and make them be short underneath. They're going to run the ball on you and they're going to run it pretty well. And so then you ask your defensive line to, to win the game for you, or you say, okay, we're going to make them just be really methodical. We're going to try to make them make mistakes. First time play calling Brian Johnson. Let's have him make some mistakes uh, and see if we can win this game by forcing them to be really incremental, which it's not the worst strategy in the world. It's just a boring strategy and a frustrating strategy. And, and you feel a little bit powerless, but that's the nature of, of going up against this offense. Absolutely. I thought it was interesting. Jonathan Jones against Brown and Gonzalez against Devontae Smith. Why do you think that's the matchup the Pats are going to go with? Because uh, Brown is wide receiver one. And I don't know if Gonzalez is corner one just yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, if they could flip it and I wouldn't be surprised. Right. You do get the size, which is nice from, from Gonzalez. Uh, when you go up against Brown, I don't think either one is big enough that you feel good. There's, there's, there's like one, maybe two corners in the league that you feel are big enough against AJ Brown. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not committed to that particular set of matchups. If they flip it, I, I wouldn't be too surprised or I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't think it was like a misstep or anything like that. Um, but I think Jones, you've, you've uh, seen him play more. You've trusted him more. And AJ Brown's the guy who they go deep with him and he's their titular wide receiver one, but obviously they'll make Devonte wide receiver one any given week if they want to, right. uh, wherever Gonzalez lines up. Yeah, they're going to, they're going to, Check them out. That's what you do when a rookie corner is in his first start and you have two star receivers. You go, you find the rookie, you circle him, and you say, let's throw the ball at that cat a little bit. So it's a huge Christian Gonzalez game, man. It's a, it's, uh, it's, it's a huge rookie game everywhere because it's week one, but it's a very, very big Christian Gonzalez game. Yeah, there's a trial by fire, and then there's whatever's going to happen to Gonzalez yeah, in yeah. week one. And you mentioned A.J. Brown, like his physicality. I saw on Twitter somebody was like, yeah, you know, with A.J. Brown, it's like you double Devontae Smith and you get physical with Brown. I'm like, well, that's kind of like saying get fast against Lamar Jackson. You know, that's yeah. much easier said than done. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, as if all the weapons that Hurts has at his disposal weren't enough, he's also a fantastic run threat. Now, one, I noticed that you know, he does have a tendency to kind of run up and exploit on scrambles, open pockets when he gets the chance, which is some quarterbacks you think, OK, maybe be a little more patient. But with him, I mean, he's elusive. He's tough to bring down because he's a brick house. He's really tough on scrambles, but also in those design runs like the inside zone keepers, the QB draws. And then they'll kind of mix in some gap stuff as well. Have there been any game plans that you saw from last season where a team was actually able to contain Hertz's legs, especially pass rush wise, or is it really one of those things where he's just a handful and you kind of just have to be fundamentally sound at the end of the day? Yeah. Get him moving left. Yeah. He doesn't like to go mm. left. He's right-handed quarterback. So typically a right-handed guys like to go right, no matter what, mm. um, but particularly with Hertz Hertz is, um, he's not like a fluid guy, right? Like he's, yeah. he's big, he's stocky, he's physical, and then he's explosive. Right. And so mm-hmm. he, he's good beating you on a straight line uh, and he can break some tackles, but if you get him moving to his left and then he's at the point where he's got to flip his hips and try to get his arm back around to throw it, he can lose accuracy. And, and you, you see like Hertz's is uh, past success when he's outside of the pocket actually isn't that great. It's, it's, it's poorer than you'd expect yep. from a mobile quarterback. Um, so if you can get him outside of the pocket and prevent him from scrambling, good on you. But once you once you execute the first step, let's get him outside of the pocket. You got you, you, you can't do the second step. You're in a lot of trouble because if he gets across the line of scrimmage, he's really uh, 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 quite a handful to deal with. Uh, and so he, his pocket management isn't great. It never mm-hmm. is when you have 
quarterbacks who can run, right? Because they're just used to getting mm-hmm. out of it. And so you can absolutely, you know, design up some rushes, game up some rushes, get him going to his left, try to get a looper, you know, uh, make him move in the pocket to a free guy. You can go through that entire process and find some success. The Eagles will do two things in response. They'll run screens, right? They just won't, mm-hmm. they won't ask Hurts to hold on to the football or mm-hmm. they'll just straight run it. And that's the thing is like, uh, one of this, one of the things that this team was so good at last year, especially because they use all four downs and they'll go for it in triggered situations is if they're getting stuff in the passing game, that's a headache for them to deal with. They'll just run the football, right? They'll hand it off or they'll, they'll run true, like read option stuff, not run pass option, but just actual read option stuff. And, and, it, and they have a very good offensive line and last year they had a great back and they obviously have some good backs this year and they'll dare your defensive line to win the game for you. And the Pats have a good defensive line. I don't know if they have that good of a defensive line. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a test week one. I think you mentioned the stat. I actually looked it up. It was like Hurts statistically was the best quarterback in the league when he was in the pocket. When he scrambled, I think his pass rating dropped down to like 22 or something like that, which again, because he's not like Lamar Jackson where he's fluid and throw across his body and things like that, or Josh Allen where he's just going to take the top off every time, does seem like a pretty good strategy. I saw one blitz from the Colts where they had twists on both sides and they had a spy in the middle. I was like, please, Marte Mapu in the middle. Just let Uche and Judon crash the pocket. Hopefully we see a little bit of that. You want Marte chasing him around? So bad. So bad. Do you do you think he'd be up for the challenge? I'd put Duggar. I, I wouldn't put the rookie on his first start. I think like, I mean, like physically, sure. Mm-hmm. Mentally, right? Uh, that I, I'd much rather have a, a player who's been doing this for a long time in, in that sort of a responsibility. But I haven't followed Mapu. Like, if, if, if they're out here like Mapu's a genius, then go for it. I do think it's more likely we're going to see Mac Wilson. His play recognition just kind of scares me a little bit. But if Duggar, so theoretically, if Duggar's the spy, then who's on Goddard? Because I figured that would be his main assignment. Uh, I mean, so like Mapu, but then yeah, you don't feel good about that either, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm mean, so what Phillips is playing deep. They don't have McCourty. It'd be nice to have McCourty, wouldn't it? McCourty. It would be real, yeah, real help, nice. Big help in this one. Um, if you put Mills on them, they're gonna throw it to Goddard 19 times. They, you know, they, we feel a certain way about Jalen Mills here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's tricky. I mean, like I didn't think about Mapu as the spy. I, I, we were on the Philly special pod for the Ringer talking about this game. I talked a lot about Duggar as the spy, just because I think that's the athlete that you trust more. Mm-hmm. But right, it's it's. Uh, as all defensive propositions are, you're choosing what beats you and what doesn't, right? Yeah. Where you put Duggar is, okay, we don't want to lose to this. So if you put him on Hurts on a spy, we don't want to lose to the scramble. If you put him on Goddard, you don't want to lose to Goddard. But then you're inviting the other thing to beat you. You have to have a plan for that. So I don't mind, like, Duggar on Goddard probably makes sense initially. Like, that's that that that's where you want to start first. But the Eagles don't really make Goddard a high-volume player. At least they right, did it last right. year, right? Because they involve him in run blocking so much. He stays in to protect a lot. He's attached to the line a lot. Mm-hmm. So he just runs, like, less of a menu of routes. And he runs more challenging routes than, like, a Travis Kelsey just, like, flex him in the slot. And then he has the whole menu, right? right. And so if, you, if, you're, if you're walking in with a game plan of, like, we're going to make them beat us by throwing the ball to Goddard, that's not half bad, right? Like, half mm-hmm. of Goddard's targets last year were behind line of scrimmage. Not, right. that's, the, that's a fake number. It's an exaggeration. <laughs> but it's, like, that's how it feels right they don't actually have like a very diverse route package for him the way the ravens do for andrews or the chiefs do for kelsey and so it's it if you if you put a rookie on him and you say okay beat us by throwing to the tight end you didn't really do this at a high volume last year i don't mind that that game plan 
I was surprised when I looked at Goddard's route tree because it feels like it's all slides where they're just kind of kind of pick them loose. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like there's some seam stuff, but I was kind of surprised how little they use them downfield. I hope that continues. I hope that's not something they add as a wrinkle because that's just another headache the Pats have to deal with. Looking at this backfield, I feel like I looked at the depth chart today and running back is four people. Um, so I don't know how easy a question this is to answer, but could you tell us a little bit about each of the Eagles backs outside of Jalen Hurts? Obviously talked about he's already a headache and how you think they're going to be deployed, because it feels like a guy like DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell, they can do a little bit of both. And Penny seems like he would be the lead back, but I'm not sure as an outsider how that's going to work. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this question until after Sunday <laughs> and then I'll answer it. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, so Kenny Gainwell is the one who's been there the longest mm-hmm. and he earned the coaching staff's trust down the stretch. You saw him used in the playoffs. There was some like Miles Sanders injury concern, but in general, like they'll leave him in a pass protect, leave him in on third down. Uh, he's the one who will catch passes for them. And he's like a, a fine runner. He's a smaller player. So he's only going to be so good. Um, but he's the back, like has the most trust. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I think on third downs, you're going to see him for sure. Early downs between Swift and Penny. Uh, in the beginning of the season, I would have told you it was Penny, or excuse me, the beginning of the preseason. Uh, Cause I just think Penny is a better natural runner. He's got the size, like he has the explosive play creation ability, get him to the third level. He'll run over a guy. It's awesome. But it feels like they've used Swift a little bit more uh, in like important situations. Like their preseason usage of the guys was weird. Like the first game they rested Gainwell and Swift. They didn't play him at all. And then the second game they rested Penny and Scott and played Gainwell and Swift. It's like, there's nothing really to be, gleaned from that mm. i think they're a little bit more excited about swift they obviously traded for him penny's on a, a really small deal uh, and so i think you'll you'll see penny be the primary back on early downs or excuse me you'll see swift be the primary back on early downs you could see some penny uh, and then and then i think you're gonna see Gainwell on third downs swift obviously like you know it, the book on him is the same as it was in detroit like he is a guy who can run and he can catch passes he can make guys miss in tight areas he can make guys miss uh, in space like he has legitimate skill the issue for him is is getting dinged up health and, and kind of toughness. That's not so much of an issue in week one. Uh, so he's a weapon. He's he's more physically gifted than they had in like Miles Sanders. He's a better back in that regard. Um, but he'll still make like bad decisions behind line of scrimmage. He'll still like, you know, read out blocks incorrectly and stuff. Um, so if they end up being in a super run heavy script where they want to hand the football off a lot, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit of gain one more and a little bit of penny more because you trust those guys as true runners a little bit more than you trust Swift. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Game sets ma.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account, a current form of payment. 
Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. So, Eagles offense stat. I think we get that by now. But the defense isn't so bad either. Schematically, like we said with the offense, defense also has a change of coordinators. Last year was Jonathan Gannon. Actually, before I even ask this question, how do you feel about his departure? Because I've heard, you know, Philly fans are happy to see him out of town because of how the Super Bowl went. I mean, just seeing the videos from the Cardinals, I would tend to agree because, you know, I don't want to be mean, but he gives me like aggressive Michael Scott vibes. How do you feel about his departure? And then after that, do you think we're going to see anything different from Sean Desai, like more exotic coverages, fronts? Because I know that Gannon was a little more static in what he would call and scheme up. Yeah, Gannon was a lineup and play defensive coordinator, which mm-hmm. is fine. Uh, it's really good against bad teams. It's not as good against really good quarterbacks. We knew that in 2021 when they didn't have as much talent, but they played like the Derek Carr Raiders. They played the Justin Herbert Chargers and just got like fried, right? Dak Prescott has fried this defense every time mm-hmm. they play. You play like a functional pocket passer and you just get a spot drop zone for four quarters he's getting dicey up Ross uh, is crazy yeah. so 2022 eagles depth chart is nuts right darius slays mm-hmm. in the building james robbery's in the building Sean's garner johnson tj edwards can step forward defensive lines crazy and so line up and play looks awesome because our 11 are better than your 11 and you mm-hmm. get to the super bowl and it's like okay you have two weeks you're playing patrick mahomes objectively your 11 is not going to be good enough you got to do something man and i had no faith that he would and then he did it and then the eagles he have 38 points and he lost guess we're out of town a little bit um, and, and there's some retconning in terms of how we all felt about Jonathan Gannon, but in general, like he was just a guy who, who believed in being very simple and having his players play fast, uh, Desai believes in being more complex. Right. And so they're going to, they had two fronts last year. They had a 52 front and had a 42 front. Like that was it. Like it, they did nothing else. Uh, that is not going to be the case with Sean Desai. They're going to, they're going to, when they line up in their 50, they're going to line up in, in, in different alignments, different techniques. When they line up in the 40, they're going to line up in different stuff. They're going to have tight front and, 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 you know, weird usage of players that they didn't have last season they're gonna blitz right like preseason they were like third yeah. and cover zero rate which i don't know if that's real i think that's some preseason <laughs> nonsense but they're actually gonna send some guys right they were one of the lowest blitz rates team in the league last year they're gonna actually play man coverage and, and and play without safety help and they're gonna be be willing to send pressure packages and they're gonna rotate safeties a lot more which gannon definitely did more of in 2022 than he did in 21 big fangio was a senior defensive assistant with the eagles so there was some fangioification of the defense some fangio uh, uh, swirls on it but in general like they're gonna rotate guys that's what's really important for this game uh because you just expect the patriots to be so rpo heavy right and so if your team yeah. is gonna try to hit you with rpos you have to change the picture at the snap in terms of who, who they're reading right okay we're gonna make this read based off of the will well if i rotate the safeties i'm changing who you're reading on this play and i can get you into into bad choices i can get you into tfls and get you into pass breakups and interceptions i can i can i can break your system a little bit um and so they're going to rotate dudes a lot now that sounds all well and good but it's a new system and they have two new starters at linebacker and two new starters at safety so they're also probably going to miscommunicate quite a bit uh and, and they're going to have some 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 inexperienced players out there and, and there's going to be the potential for for mistakes on that end uh, and so it's going to be higher higher risk higher reward and against it off it's like the patriots yeah bring john gannon in here give him this depth chart he probably just line up and play and beat him mm-hmm. there's they're going to invite more more chaos and yeah the patriots might get some big scores they might get some big moments um but the logic behind bringing in Desai was we don't really need to worry about beating Patriots offenses. We need to worry about beating the Cowboys and the Niners and the chiefs and the Bengals, and whoever we get in the super bowl. Like we need to be better against those elite quarterbacks, those elite passing offenses. And the first part of the season for the Eagles will be a growing process. It'll be a learning the defense, getting established for kind of who plays where. So when they get to those big games, they're ready for it. So you mentioned all the turnover 
in the middle of the defense, pretty much. And I've been trying to ask coaches and players about that turnover to see if I can get any kind of tea on what their plan is going to be. Because my idea is that they're going to attack the middle. Like, you're not trying to throw at Bradbury. You're not trying to throw at Slay. Maybe a little bit of Maddox. But it feels like, like you said, with all the turnover and the new faces, there's going to be some issues, especially week one in terms of communication. I don't know if they're going to use as much spot drop as they did last season. Because, like you said, that was killing them. Like, the crossers, some of the levels, like the corner routes with the two unders, I noticed that those were getting wide open pretty consistently. How do you expect Bill O'Brien to attack this defense like you know is it going to be like a lot of empty where it's just like all right i'm just going to isolate all these new guys do you think maybe they are going to try to throw outside some run game maybe i'm also kind of curious what was going on there in the run defense because i know that was one of the few areas where they did struggle last season but you know by the numbers there wasn't anything glaring where you're like oh this is where they were bad. It's kind of just like average EPA they struggled, it seems like. They're just, they're just a light box team, right? They believe philosophically mm-hmm. in stopping the pass and the expense was stopping the run. And so if you could, for four quarters, consistently chunk off four-yard gains on them, then they'd let you walk down the field. It's how they lost to the commanders, right? The commanders mm-hmm. just gave the ball to Brian Robinson like 20 times yeah. and then executed on a few third downs and all of a sudden you're there, right? So it's that it's that, it's that Brandon Staley philosophy that John Gannon had. Desai has it to a degree. Um, but like I said, he's going to do more aggressive stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you go gun. Uh, you 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 count box count if they give you light boxes you put the ball in the belly of the back you ask Ramondre to go get you five and if they try to move guys in and they try to try to uh make the box count look right and they try to get an extra body down you try to throw an isolation on an rpo like this is you uh you're not going to be able to out muscle the eagles up front like get under center you know put some tight ends on, on, on the line and really run it with Ramondre because your offensive line's banged up and this defensive line ain't banged up this defense line's all right uh, and so I think you're in a struggle if you try to just be straight downhill linebackers, you can get at them a little bit, but in the trenches, mm-hmm. the Eagles have the advantage. So you spread this thing out. You try to make them put that, that fifth defensive back on the field, right? You try to make them really involve their safeties uh, in the game. And then you try to pick on those players. Yeah. You have to throw middle of the field. Like if it's third and seven, you want to give Devontae Parker a shot against Darius Slay. That's fine. It's Devontae Parker, right? Put the ball up yeah. in the air, ask him to go win a 50, uh, 50, um, but that's not how you want to live, right? You want right. to live a little bit more ahead of the sticks. And that's the thing is like, this is, um, this Patriots offense, even in my most rosy expectations for them, they are not capable. They are not built for third and seven against this defense, right? Yeah. Like they just don't have the the winners off line of scrimmage. They don't, they don't have the, the pass protection ability. You cannot get behind the sticks. Uh, and so I expect early down runs. I expect early down quick passes. I expect them really trying to live on third and threes, third and fours. And we don't really know much about Desai philosophically, but that Fangio tree tends to struggle with some of those constructions, right? Where they just kind of let you inch their way down the field. And you mentioned the safety rotation, like just looking at some of the tape from last season, blanket chip seems like kind of your deep guy got really good range, super explosive. Uh, You got Edmonds who seems more like a box kind of guy. And then Brown, who can do a little bit of everything. How do you think, like you said, they're going to rotate, but how do you think their uh, primary roles are going to work out? Like where do you expect these guys to be most of the time? Yeah, I can guarantee you Reed's going to start, and I can guarantee you Reed's going to be their primary deep guy. Mm. We don't know exactly who they're going to play at strong safety. You brought up Edmonds. You brought up Cindy Brown as a second-round pick for them. They also have Justin Evans, who they really like. He's a free agent, went from Tampa to New Orleans. Now he's here. Uh, and so uh, that we can see Evans at, at safety. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Edmonds has the more uh, most starting experience. If I if you made me water gun to my head, pick one that's going to be out there starting, I would say it's him just because the other guys you don't really know as much just yet. Uh, Cindy Brown is the guy who's splashy and good preseason, second round pick, rookie, he's explosive, downhill, he hits a guy. Um, 
I, I like if they put him out there, I won't be shocked. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a splash play or two. I also wouldn't be surprised if he gives up a 30 yard catch and run, right? Like this guy, like plays on instinct and he plays downhill. Um, so certainly if you're getting two tight ends or getting Mac under center and you're getting a heavy run game, you can justify putting Sydney in there uh, over Terrell Edmonds. I don't think there's, there's a measurable difference between the two right now. I know, I know Reed's going to be deep. I would guess Edmonds going to be strong and then we'll see what they do from there. What should we expect from the Bulldogs this season? Because it seems like the Eagles are pretty much just becoming a farm for, or I'm sorry, Georgia's becoming a farm for Philadelphia Eagles. They've taken a chance on some guys uh, with their organization. I'm sure it'll pay off and these guys are going to thrive in those systems. Uh, but yeah, what can we expect from, uh, you know, Nicobe Dean didn't have a huge role last season. Seems like at least looking at the depth chart that that might not be the case this year. Uh, and you got a lot of guys who could probably be part of the rotation or how exactly do you think that's going to work out? Yeah, uh, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. Are, are, Carter's probably going to start uh, in terms of being like a, a pass rush guy. Davis mm-hmm. is probably going to start in terms of being like an early down run defense guy. So they play in different fronts. We'll see what the snap counts end up. Fletcher Cox is going to be out there, and there's going to be somebody next to him. Uh, and uh, Carter, like the reports out of out of training camp are out uproarious. Like they think this this guy's all that in a bag of chips. Uh, I would not be surprised if he has a about as good of a rookie defensive tackle season as we've seen since like Sue and Donald. That's kind of where they, they expect for him. Davis was up and down in year one. He just, it's tough to play with good pad level. It's tough to play with good conditioning when you're that size. He's worked on being a little bit lighter, worked on better, better flexibility, better conditioning. They feel good about where he's at in year two. He's just going to be a role player. Uh, he's he, like, you know, Deron Payne coming out of Alabama was a first round pick. You're going to play him at the nose. He's going to be a run defender for a while because it's hard to figure out a pass rush plan when that's not just your primary trait. Take some time in the league. You Vita Vea, Dexter Lawrence. These guys tend to take a few years when they come out. And so Davis will be a good role player for them, but he's on a bit of a slower trajectory than Carter. Nicobe Dean starting Mike. Very excited about Nakobe. Think he's good. Like the film. He's healthy. He's feeling good. He's feeling fast. Uh, I think he's a playmaker. He's gonna have rookie mistakes, even though he's in his second year, which is his first year starting. Uh he had like 14 snaps last season. Like it, there's gonna be issues. Um, but he he's a, a an impactful guy, right? He'll generate plays for you. He's he's instinctive, he's effective. Uh, uh Nolan, uh Nolan Smith. It's so hard to remember all these guys, Taylor. I tell you, there's so many of them. Um Nolan's going to be a backup for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a shoulder injury in the preseason, missed a little bit of time. They have Hassan Reddick, they have Josh Sweat, they have Brandon Graham. It's a, as good of an edge Russian trio as you'll find in the league. Nolan will get his snaps in, in, in the hockey line rotations, right? When the mm-hmm. second line comes out, he'll get a few snaps. He's bad in run defense right now because he's 239 pounds. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, he's also sick off the edge because he's 239 pounds. So you'll live with what you got. Give and take. Um, yeah, so he'll he'll be out there for a, a small number of snaps. Maybe he makes a splash play. Maybe you know Trent Brown takes it for a ride five yards into the sideline. You know, they, like you're gonna live with what you got. Um, so yeah, so you'll you'll see all four of those guys out there. You won't see Keely Ringo unless one of the starting outside corners goes down with injury. Um, but those four guys are all be out there. Who's gonna be next to Dean? Is it gonna be Cunningham? Or is there gonna be like a rotation? Are they gonna go do some like dime linebacker kind of stuff? How's that gonna work? It'll be Cunningham to start for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like what they got out of him and signed him in free agency really late the eagles have no qualms and i've never had any qualms under high roseman about like signing a vet free agent who nobody else picked up sticking him out there okay he's fine he plays for us now like they had, you know that doesn't hassle him too much they have nick morrow on their practice squad yeah. who they uh had for most of camp and then they cut before the 53 which is a bit of a surprise but they have him on the yeah. practice squads so they can bring him up if they want mm-hmm. and then they have christian ellis who they actually like quite a bit uh big backer physical backer he'll step down he'll be he'll be uh He'll be aggressive. He, if there wasn't a preseason performance that like actually moved the needle for me among the Eagles, it was him. Um, but seventh round pick has been bouncing around the league for a little bit. 
he's kind of a, okay, we'll get him playing time if we get him playing time. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily feel like you want to start him in week one. Uh, so it'll be Dean and then uh, uh, Cunningham. I would expect Morrow and Ellis might be the other two that are active. But you'll, I'd, I'd be surprised if you ever see them with three off-ball linebackers on the field at the same time. Last thing, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to be a score prediction, but how do you see this game turning out on Sunday? I think it's a, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit of an ugly game. Uh, I think that you give Bill Belichick a summer to prepare against anybody, he's going to be all right. Uh, so I think that, especially you know, a, a first-time play caller in Brian Johnson, I think he's going to show him some stuff that he hasn't seen seen before. Um, and like we talked about, there's ways to slow the Seals' offense down. It's very hard to stop them. But it, there are ways to get them to, you know, okay, you have to be a run first team. You have to be a short yard, a short passing team. You have to move slower. You can't be as explosive. Uh, and so I think you're going to be able to see the, the, the Patriots slow that Eagles down enough. And then offensively for the Patriots, I just don't think they're a team that's built to rip off quick scores, rip off big scores. It just doesn't, you don't have to be at the wide receiver talent for, or, or the pass protection for, especially at this time. Uh, and so like I gave 23 to 16 as my prediction on our Philly pod. Uh, I know the total is about like 43 and a half, 43. I think it's going to go under than that. Like 2016, mm. 2013 Eagles when none of this would surprise me. Um, and, or who knows? Maybe like the Eagles had 38 points in the season opener last year. Nobody saw that mm. coming. So, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe, maybe they, they're just that talented on offense, but I think it's going to be a little bit ugly, a little bit herky jerky, right? First time play callers on offensive side of the ball, not first time for Bill O'Brien, but first year it, uh, uh, as the OCs, right. I, it's going to look like a week one game. It's going to be some slop. Uh, so low scoring, but I think the Eagles are just a better roster on both sides of the ball. I think it's a hard thing to beat. But it's a low scoring affair. I'm sure Pat's fans are hoping some of that Tom Brady juice will uh, permeate and help them pull right. off. Hey, I forgot it's Brady day all with the Eagles in town too. How exciting. Yeah, it's hard to forget when you're on the beat, man. It's just everything is Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And obviously, you understand why. Uh, but, Ben, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. The floor is yours. Plug anything where people can find you, what great stuff you got coming out, anything. Let the people know, please, and thank you. Yeah, everything's at the Ringer, man. Ringer, the, the bad Benjamin Solak. We do podcasts, Ringer NFL, Ringer Philly Special. We do shows on YouTube, Ringer the Play Sheet. It's all just search Ringer and Ben, and you'll find it eventually. Yeah, if you haven't heard of The Ringer yet, uh, I don't know where the hell you've been, quite frankly. Um, Again, Ben, thank you so much for your time. Thank you all for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We will see you next time.